How's everyone doing today? Can I, can I do something that I, I don't know whether it's, they'll fire me from being lined up for speaking in the near future, but can I do something that I've probably never done here before? Is that okay? Okay. I, 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 like, I, like, I like the facial expression from Gary. I could tell he's nervous. I, I'm not going to do anything scary, Gary. Yes. I'll stay in line. Uh, Angela, can you come? Um, yes. I'm um, sorry. So, church, just forgive me in advance. I'm one person who can just pick anyone anytime. Just grab a mic. I would like us to, to you see the words. Let's give our worship team a round of applause. Great job. All, all our worship teams, they put their heart and soul into leading us so well, you know? So thank you very much for, for, your, for what you have done with your team. But I don't know sometimes when we sing these songs whether some words really make sense or they mean something or we are just rhyming because it's a song. But if you read these words, it says, you split the sea so that I could walk right through it. My fears were drowned in perfect love. You rescued me so I could stand and sing, I am a child of God. Hallelujah, church. You know, this is, what I, this is why I don't know. Uh, that's why I only called Angela, because I don't want to disturb the other members of the band. But I just want us to sing this verse one more time. And Angela is going to lead us. And I want us to take a moment while you are sitting. Think about the seas that God has split for you so that you could walk right through. I don't know whether you understand what the seas means, but remember in the Bible it talks about the children of Israel when they were being attacked, right, by the Egyptians, and God opened up the sea for them so that they could walk right through. Think of what creature you can find in the sea. God made them walk right through. If you haven't experienced that, as we're singing this song, you know, I, I started reflecting on the, on the seas, on the deserts, on the pains, on the things that I went through. But God yes. came through. Yes. Hello, church? Yes. Are, are you with me? Yes. Again, this was not my sermon, but you know when we l do worship right, yes. it changes. Yes. We can't just be, you know, we can't just be rigid. We just have to allow the flow of the Spirit. So we want to reflect on this. I, I would invite you as we sing this, you know, sometimes I close my eyes just to focus, you know, just to close your eyes and we sing this. And after that, we're all going to say a prayer to God. We're all going to pray. No one is going to be distracted. No one is going to be on their phone. No one is going to be doing something else. But you are going to say, thank you, God. Yeah for the seas that you have split for me so that I could walk right through. Maybe you might, might not have experienced that in your life, but just do this as an investment and say, thank you, God, for the things that are yet to come in my life that I have no idea about, that you will rescue me, that you will go with me. Hello, church? Go ahead, Angela. Yes. You split the sea so I could walk 
right through it. My fears were drowned in perfect love. You rescued me so I could stand and sing. I am a child of God. Sing it again. You split the sea so I could walk right through it. My fears were drowned in perfect love. You rescued me so I could stand and sing. I am a child of God. Look at me right now, but just say a prayer to God of thanksgiving. Whether you're saying it silently or however you're saying it, but pray and thank God for all the things he took you through. Thank you. We thank you, God, this morning as your church. Thank you, Lord, for the seas that you split for us so that we could walk right through, God, as Christ central. Thank you for the wars that you fought on our behalf some that we have seen, some that we haven't seen, God. Thank you that you love us and you care for us as your church. In the mighty name of Jesus, we are standing today not because of our own making, of our own strength, of our own intelligence, but it's by your grace. Thank you for allowing us to sing today. Thank you for allowing us to shout and call upon your name. Oh, thank you for bringing us into your kingdom, God. Thank you for taking us out of the pit, God, out of the deathbeds, God, out of the grave. In the mighty name of Jesus, we bless your name. Can we give God a round of applause? Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah. That is our God, church. That is our God. He does amazing things. Let's all thank him every time. Let's not forget all the things he does for us. So today, I have a, a topic, again, not any complicated topic, just a reminder. Maybe it has been preached to you a thousand times. God is with you. And if God is with you, then God is with us as a church. And then God is with your family. Hallelujah, church. Can you turn, turn to your neighbor and tell them, don't be serious? Just look at your neighbor and say, don't be serious. Smile. God is with you. Because I was, telling, I was telling some people that God is with you, and people are like, they're giving me like serious faces. I'm like, they don't believe that God is with you. God is indescribable. Think of anything that you can describe and that you can't describe. God is a billion, zillion, trillion times more than that indescribable. indescribable. But again, God is with you. How many of us believe that this morning? Yeah. I see some hands are down, others are like, okay, I'm just going to follow everyone else. <laughs> Let's read the scripture. You can put the scripture there. So be strong, confident, 
and be of good courage, for you shall cause these people to inherit the land which I saw to their fathers to give them. Only you be strong, be very courageous, that you may do according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night, and you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have success. Have I not commanded you, be strong, vigorous, be very courageous, be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord God is with you wherever you go. This was a commission that God was giving to Joshua after Joshua was tasked to lead the children of Israel after the death of Moses. And God was giving this commission or giving this charge to Joshua, encouraging him to be strong, encouraging him to be courageous because he is with him. I am here too, church, to remind you and encourage you that God is with us. Um, as the schools are starting, as somebody already mentioned, God is with us. I happened to be at the mall a few days ago, and I met this group of students, great group of students, and we started chatting. And then I was like, are you excited to go to back to school? They're like, no, no. I was like, oh, that's interesting. How many of us here are excited to go to school? Oh, Gary. I like that, Gary. I didn't see the hands from the young ones. How many parents are excited for their kids to go back to school? Oh, look at the hands. You know, how many teachers are excited to go back to work? Or professors? Ex Gary already showed? Oh, wow. It's either we don't have teachers today or no teacher is excited. <laughs> right? So there could be, I don't know where you could be right now. Maybe you could be feeling anxious or you could be feeling, I didn't enjoy so much as I wanted during this summer. Or you could be feeling, ah, oh, there are these people at my school who taunt me, who haunt me, who give me a hard time. As a result, you might not be excited to go to school. I don't know what, what makes you feel like that. Or maybe there's this math subject, or you could be, when I'm talking about school, I'm trying to cover everything from kindergarten, is it? No from daycare to, well, the daycares have been ongoing, from elementary up to university. You could be having that anxiety, you know? You could be feeling like, ah, it's not the best place to be. As you already know, we were hosting um, two students. We actually have another one who just came. So if you, before you leave, just go to her and say hi. She would appreciate that, you know? So the, the, the students we're staying with, they surprised me. They were more excited to be in our house than at the school. 
And I was like, what is happening? You know, so I started asking some people around. I was like, I'm one person who always walk up and look forward to go to school. And then so I started asking Katie's and other people, and they're like, you're weird. No one is ever excited to go back to school. <laughs> I was like, wow, I always look forward to my days going to school. I, was, I would wake up, I'm like, even when we we're going to take exams, I was always like excited. They were like, you are weird. No one is ever happy to go back to school, right? So we are here uh, as a church, and you know, on behalf of the church, on behalf of the leadership of the church, because we, we noticed that this is the week when the schools are starting and we couldn't just ignore it, right? And we are here to encourage you that as you go back to school, God is with you. Whether you are a professor or you are dealing with that, those difficult students or there are those difficult students who are very hard on teachers, but in all this situation, God is with you. Are we together, church? Yes. Am I making sense? Yes. You're, you're too serious today. I don't know whether it's my glasses, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't know why you're too serious. You know? Sometimes a lot of things uh, happen at school. You know, you meet a lot of bullies. Sometimes you meet a lot of people who look down upon you. I don't know, maybe that could be some of your fears where you, that makes you not excited or whatever you experience, you know. But I'm here to tell you that above all this, above whatever form of fear, above whatever that upsets you, God is with you. I don't know whether we feel and understand what it means to have God being with you. It means you have the King of Kings. It means you have the Lord of Lords who says, touch not my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. It means you are protected. It means you are surrounded by the heavens. I, I don't know, Christ Central, do you feel this? Do you understand what I'm talking about? Hello? You know, it's like, it's like uh, Ben's boy. Come here, come here. Yes. The soccer player. Come stand here. You see how tall your dad is? You know, it's like him. And when, when there are people who are threatening you, right? And you say, I'm going to call my dad. <laughs> right? Should we call your dad? On the stage? Yeah. Call him. <laughs> call him. Where is he? Ask him to come. I'm up here. <laughs> there he goes. He comes running. Look at this. Right? Think of any fear that you have. Think of me as your fear, right? And then you say, hey, fear, I'm going to call my dad. Now you walk towards me. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Let's give them a round of applause. Right? You can tell. See, you can see that Ben doesn't even want anyone joking around his son, right? That is how much God loves us. God is with us, church. As you go out there, don't succumb to anything. Don't allow anyone to define who you are. You are a child of God. I know maybe some of you might be feeling like, oh, well, we're talking about school kids. Uh, maybe I shouldn't come to church today. Someone is about school kids. Hey, it can be applied even at your workplace. 
I don't know what giants you are experiencing. I don't know what challenges you are having. But hear the message today. God is with you. Hello, church? Are we together? Right. So I want, I want to encourage you to, to stay strong. Just like God commanded uh, Joshua in that verse we just read. I just want to encourage you to be, to, to be firm, to stand your ground, to, to overcome all your fears as we were singing that I'm no longer a slave to fear, but I am a child of God. When Joe spoke to me about speaking along the lines of uh, encouraging us, well, he didn't tell me the sermon, if I'm coming across like that, but to, to encourage us since the school week is starting, I was like, this is leadership. I, I appreciate that, and great job on that, Joe. You know? So if you go to my next slide there, we as a church, we're excited for you. I, I, that is not my own creation, but I got it somewhere, right? As you are going to, I don't know whether some things are not good, but anyway, I kind of like, like those images, right? It just speaks of the professions, right? As you are going to school, we are all hopeful, right? That you are gonna, you're going to become something, right? Maybe you are going to be the short time arbiter. I think that one is my favorite there, right? Or you are going to be a jitter liquid expert, or you are going to be an engineer like Taylor. But we are rooting for you as your church. We are praying for you because we want you to go out there and make a difference. When the parents are sending you to school, they are not getting rid of you so that they can have their own free time, you know, but they want you to become somebody. It was interesting this other day, um, Janet and Jason offered to have our, our babies over for a sleepover, and I don't know what Janet told uh, Ada, and Ada comes running to me and say, Daddy, Aunt Je uh, we went to sleep over with Izzy so that you and mommy can have free time. Because you don't have free time when you are around. I was like, that is Janet's words. You know, <laughs> those kind of things. But we are every parent, every whoever or guardian, whoever you stay with around your life, they are hoping that you become somebody in life. Right? As you could see from those, uh, uh, that picture there, it's no longer there. If you can put that slide back. You know, we're hoping that whether you're going to Right now, you could be at elementary or whatever level of education you are at, but we're hoping that you become somebody who can be self-sustaining. So there's a big goal. There's a big vision to it. And your parents or guardians or whoever is taking care of you, they're not doing it alone. They have God. And that God is with you as you go out there. Are we together, church? So God is with you. So be encouraged. So I just have five things. I know I, there could be so many things that I would touch on to encourage you on, but I just have five things that I, wanna I want us to look at. And I'm just going to try and explain them briefly. Now, the first one I said, let your light shine. Arise and shine. As you go out there, being, bring positivity. Bring hope. I just want to declare that as the children who are 
from Christ Central Church, we're not going to go out there and cause pain, but we're going to be go out there and bring joy. Hello? Am I making sense? Right. If you're saying, oh, he's focused on the school, think about you at your workplace too. Go at your workplace. Bring positivity, you know, so that when the, when the people see you, they're like, oh, here comes Gary. Oh, here comes Joe. Not for people who are like, I'm going to close my office. You know, that kind of thing. So when you go out there, let your light shine. You know, when you read the Bible in Matthew 5, verse 13 to 15, it says you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt lost its taste or lo loses its taste, taste, purpose, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and walked on by people, right? You are the light of Christ to the world. So all of us here, we are the light. We are the torchbearers. We are the light of Christ. Some people will see hope and light in you. I've shared this testimony before. I had a friend of mine in high school. Uh, I, I almost, it's unbelievable. I almost became an atheist. In me, me. Because I used to tell people, no, there's no God. I argued with my friend. I've told you this testimony. I argued with my friend in front of a group of people. And I felt like I won. He told me a few words that I haven't forgotten up to today. He said, you may, made, you may have made a good impression to everyone around here, but let me tell you, I'm going to pray for you, and God will change your heart. And hello, here am I today, <laughs> preaching in front of you. So go out there and be the light. Shine your light. You know, don't shine your light for yourself, but shine it for others, for the people around you. You know, when, when, when people, when you shine light, people, there's hope. When there are things they, they couldn't find and they see the light, everyone is happy. When, when Taylor comes, everyone's like, oh, here comes Taylor. And all of a sudden, there's energy. We don't want to say, oh, here comes passionate. Everyone goes like, they pretend to be busy. Shine your light. Let your light shine. Do good. And practice goodness. Be good to people. Be good. I am hoping that none from elementary to whatever, master's, PhD level students in our, in our church, none of us will be bullies because we're giving light. Then if you, are, if you are a bully, that means you are giving darkness. That means you are an agent of the enemy. Hello? I always see the Crumneys, you know, I'm, I'm friends with Joe on Facebook, and they're always excited posting about their boys, what they're, oh, oh, and the girls, sorry. <laughs> right, in, in, the, in terms of how they're performing at school, right? In terms of sports, and they're excited. But no parent will post and say, hey, my son is the biggest bully in the school. Have you ever seen a post like that? <laughs> Who says, oh, my son beat all the children. They're scared. They're not focused in class because my son is a bully. Hello? Does that make sense, church? Okay. So shine your light. Let your light shine. Arise and shine. In Isaiah 60, verse 1, it says, Arise from spiritual depression to a new life. 
shine, be radiant with the glory and the brilliance of God. For your light has come and the glory and the brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. Why? Because God is with you. Are we together, church? Second thing, do not lose your identity. You know, sometimes school, we spend eight hours of our day at work or nine hours of our day at work, and, we, you know, we, there's a lot of things that happen. You, you interact with people from many different backgrounds, but don't lose who you are. Who are you? I am a child of the Most High God. There are things, many things, many policies, many approaches, many strategies nowadays that want to give our children identities. But we're here to tell you, you are a child of God. Hello? I have a daughter who just turned five, and she's starting grade one. I was like, oh, look at me, I'm going to be preaching about this, but I think I'm more nervous than her. Because she has no idea. I was like, kind of like liking it at daycare, but she can't stay at daycare forever, you know? She's going to, to, the, to the kindergarten, and it's going to change our lives a, a little bit, how we juggle it, you know? We're used to just dropping it at one place, picking it up now. We have to find two places where she can meet people who can try to give her a different identity from what God says she is. But I'm here to remind you, you're a child of God. Stay true to what God says you are. You are fearfully and wonderfully mad. They might say, oh, you are black. Or they might say, you are short. And they might say, you are whatever. Don't listen to that. I am a child of God. Hello, church. I don't need to look like Will Smith. I don't need to look like Denzel Washington. This is passionate. I am a child of God. Hello? Don't go out there. Don't try to chop your head off or your ears off or whatsoever from your body. You are a child of God created in his own, listen to this, in his own image, in his own likeness. Wow, but the minute you start chopping your hair, chopping your nose, whatever part of your body you want to chop, you are no longer what God says you are. You are something that almost looks like a monster. That is if you chop anything in your body. <laughs> I didn't insult anyone, right? <laughs> Hello, church? So, if you read there, I have two verses that I put there. So if you read in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Let no one look down upon you because of your youth, but be an example and set a pattern for believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and moral purity. So as we go out there, be yourself. Be the person that God created. If you read in Genesis 39, verse 7 to 22, it's a very long chapter, but it talks about a time when Joseph, you know, when Joseph was working in Potiphar's house, right? And, and Potiphar's wife came and said, lie with me, lie with me. Joseph said, no, 
No. And no. There's going to be things there that would want to lie with you. I'm not talking maybe people wanting to lie with you physically, but there could be some groups and gangs and say, let's go smoke weed, let's go do drugs, let's go do, do take some toxic drinks, you know, something that even the city, the country doesn't allow. Just tell them no. And most of some of the people, some situations like that, they will not give up, they will persist but say no. Resist the devil and he'll flee away from you. I'm not saying call those people and say you're a devil, you know, when you meet them. But you know, when, when Potiphar's wife, she came to Joseph, not more than one, not only once, countless times, and said, sleep with me, do this with me. She said, Joseph said no. To an extent that one time she ambushed him and then said, lie with me. And Joseph Say no, and he ran away. And then she grabbed her jacket and told a lie that he tried to rape her. We know the story, right? So as you are out there, don't lose your identity. Stand firm when things that are, un are not proper, even when somebody say, let's plot against teacher and so and so, or let's go burn that building, or let's do this. Say, I'm not going to be part of that. I'm not going to take drugs. I'm not going to take cocaine. I'm not going to take anything that is toxic in my system or do whatsoever because I know my identity. I know who is with me. God is with me. Hello? Are we together, church? Perfect. I don't know whether I'm going to be able to go through all of this, but I'm just going to cover whatever I'm going to be able to cover today. So, the third point I have there is be diligent, work smart, have an excellent spirit. I look forward to seeing, if you are at a university, SRC presidents, valedictorians, great leaders, imagine from here. We are, we, we are not just a, a hopeless church, but we are a church that can raise champions, that can raise leaders, that can raise people who make a difference. So we need the spirit of excellence. When you're given work, finish it on time. Don't be the always the only one who's submitting assignments late. Remember, I said simple things. So I married into, in, I got, I married into an interesting family. Rebecca, Janet, Grace, and Trevor. One of the few things I told, they told me when I was first few weeks they were like, oh, well, in this family, whenever we're given assignments at school, we submit them a week earlier, or at least we do them a week earlier. I was like, wow, the standard is very high here. <laughs> Hello? Yes, I, did, I didn't ask them to, but I can tell you all of them, from Rebecca to Trevor, they don't have any GPA less than 4.2 something. And there I was coming with my three point something. I <laughs> felt so down. Raise a standard. So that when you say, oh, where is this person from? Like, oh, it goes to Christ Central. There must be something about that church. Why are the Kramni boys performing so well? Why are the Santiago boys so excellent? Why are the Borden boys so successful? 
It's because we have the spirit of excellence. That is the same thing that happened. If you read in Daniel 6, verse 3, you know, it says this Daniel, then this Daniel, because of the excellent or extraordinary spirit within him, began distinguishing himself among the commissioners and the satraps and the king's blood to appoint him over the entire realm. That is what happens, church, if we are diligent, if we work hard, right? If we have an excellent spirit, when we are out there, even in our regular jobs, even if there are opportunities for promotion, they look for people who can show these qualities. We don't want to be the ones causing professors stress. We don't want to be the ones where we have to have the Senate, everyone discussing and saying, what can we do about the student? You want to be, set yourself apart and make a difference. Am I making sense there? Hello, church? Spirit of excellence. If you read in Proverbs, it says, he who has knowledge restrains and is careful with his words a man of understanding and wisdom has a cool spirit, self-control, and even temper. When you're out there, when you go back to school, remember where I started. I said, God is with you. And if God is with you, then you have to give out the fruits of the spirit. Right? So you have self-control. You know when it's time to go home. You know when it's time to sleep. You're not busy playing uh, a game under your blankets because your parents are sleeping, and then you, when the next day you go to school, you are tired, you have no idea what the teacher says. Hello? Am I making sense that, church? Right. So the next thing I want to talk about is, talk about your faith in Jesus. Do not be ashamed. If you read in Romans 1, verse 15 to 16, it says, so for my part, I am ready and eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. I am not ashamed of this gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation from his wrath and punishment to everyone who believes in Christ Jesus, our Savior, to the Jew first and to the Greek. Don't be ashamed. Rebecca tells me, Rebecca moved, Rebecca and Janet, they moved from their parents used to stay in Riverview. They grew up in Riverview, Moncton. They came here, Christ Central. They, uh, they came here for university, and they met people from UNB. Was it Rebecca, was it Gary and the team? I don't know, who, who did you meet? Gary. They changed their lives. And here she is today, a mother of two and a half, <laughs> right? And she brought me. So when you're out there, don't be afraid to talk about Jesus because other people are not afraid to talk about their things. It's as simple as all that. If you can talk about this, I can also talk about my Jesus. No one is going to persecute you. But the advantage that you have is because you have the great I am. Remember that picture of Ben and his boy? Sorry, I forgot his name again. Luke. Luke. Yes, I shouldn't. Sorry, Luke. I, I we need to write all these names and remember them. I like to call him Messi because he's so good with the ball. He's so good, you know. But he's Luke. Luke is a very powerful name. You know, we, 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 we have the big God. We have the great I am. Even at your workplace, even wherever you are, you have God. You have the reinforcement of the heavens. 
It's just that sometimes God doesn't open our eyes for us to see what actually battles happen around us. If you would just give you a glimpse, some of you will come here and you spend 24 hours and say, you know that when you sing that song, day and night, night and day, ladies, we'll find you lying down and say, God, you are awesome. Because he fights our battles. He does amazing things. So when you're out there, just know. Talk about Jesus. I'm not saying go out there and scream while the teacher is preaching and then that's the screaming about Jesus. But when your friends talk to you about something, you say, I am, I go to Christ Central. I came here, I've been a member of Christ Central as much as I've been in Canada here. I always tell people, I go to Christ Central Church. I'm not ashamed of this church. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. So talk about it. It can change someone's life. Invite somebody to church. It can change their life. Not to boast about this. I'm not boasting because if I'm boasting, then I'm useless. You see, Katie, I made her the band. I'm like, do you go to church? I took my chances because I was like, well, she's a Zimbabwean, so I'm safe. I don't know why the other people would have reported me. But she came. Katie's part of our church. She's been to worship. You never know when the next miracle is awaiting somebody's life. So talk about Christ. Do not be ashamed. Am I making sense, church? God is with you. I don't know where you are going, what's happening in the next stage of your life, but here's a message for you today. God is with you. In the interest of time, I'm not going to talk about the, the last one, oh, but it's, there's a good scripture there. Let me talk about it briefly. Try to be disciplined. It says, I feel like that's a sermon on its own. Well, all of them. Do not less, let mercy and kindness and truth leave you. Instead, let these qualities define you. Are you listening to the word, church? Bind them securely around your neck. You know, there's something about the word of God when you read it. You know, I don't know whether people feel that. but You know, it says, Bind them securely around your neck. Write them at the tablet of your heart so that you can find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Trust and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight and understanding. When you're out there, trust and have your confidence in God. Because he is always with you. Your friends can decide to change their career path. Your professor can move to another place. Somebody can die. Things might happen. But if you have your trust and your confidence in God, you will not be disappointed. If you go to Jeremiah 17:15, it says, I don't want you to feel cursed, but this is what the Bible says. It's not me. That says the Lord. Cursed is the man who trusts and relies on mankind, making weak, faulty human flesh his strength, and whose mind and heart turn away from the Lord. So when you are there, trust in the Lord. Hello, church? I'm just going to leave it here. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your mighty. So, um, I have things here, some interesting things. Maybe I'll ask just a few people to come up front here, maybe. Uh, I have 
some cards that Rebecca and I actually wrote last night just to give out. They are scriptures, very simple cards. So that when difficult times come for you when you're out there and you have no idea and you are feeling low, I'm just giving you, I don't know what you're going to do with these cards. They're beautifully written, different color, colors of pens, very beautiful handwriting. You know, it's a scripture. Remember when we started, this book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night. So as we are starting the school week, I just have a few uh, scriptures here for people who are at school. So if, you, if you're not going to be offended, just to gauge, I don't know whether there's going to be enough. All those that are in school, may you kindly stand up. From elementary going all the way, if you are a student, don't take too long. Don't take too long. And our teachers too. Lovely. I love that. So Angela, Joe, Debbie, Ollie, Hazel, I'm just going to give you this. Just for you to go give to people. It's like prayers. Yes. Just give, it's a random scripture. This book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night. Those are scriptures. Carefully chosen. Ah, did I miss anyone? Oh, no. I'm sorry for those who didn't get. I'll make it up to you. Okay, great. Yes, you can go give them and yes. Those two, yeah. Anyone who's still missing? They are wonderful scriptures. So when you go through those moments when you feel God is not with you, when you feel alone, when you feel lost, keep that scripture. And I'm going to ask Joe to come, and we're going to pray for all the people who are going back to school. We pray for God's protection. We pray that God's presence goes and be with you. God bless you. Over to you, Joe. Why don't we do that? I'm going to get you to stand again. All of our students, teachers, professors, homeschool, everybody involved in school. We want to pray with you and for you. And thank you, Passionate, for serving us so well. And we just thank you for the power of God's word. And so, Father in heaven, we just want to thank you right now for every person standing here, Lord, representing a new season and a new start. Lord, elementary school and middle school, high school, college, university. Lord, thank you for those who serve as teachers and EAs and professors. Lord, thank you, God, that your hand is upon every one. And God, we pray right now, Lord, for a fresh filling of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray for strength, Lord, for this upcoming season and term. God, we pray for favor. God, we pray for courage to follow you. God, we pray, Lord, that Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday, Friday, Lord, the days ahead, Lord, that 
every one of us would remember that in Christ you are with us. So God, I pray your blessing, your favor, your protection. God, work in and through, Lord, these students and teachers, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Please, well, I'm going to ask everyone else to stand. You can stay standing. I'm going to ask Angela, the team, to come, and we're going to sing one more song. And as we say many times, this is an opportunity for God's word that Passionate's just preached to resonate in us and to settle and to marinate and to stay. And a lot of times God works through these few minutes as we respond in singing, saying yes to what God has just brought to us. So thank you again, Passion. I'll thing things back to Angela and the team. <laughs>